Welcome to The Abundance Journey, the show that helps spiritual entrepreneurs create an abundance mindset that accelerates revenue. Secretly, everything you experience in your life is actually abundance. Once you understand how to activate abundance, you find yourself in flow with your business and clients, so it's easy to create the revenue you want. The Abundance Journey is the only show that activates abundance for you, so you enjoy rapid results in your business. Here's your host, the Abundance Ambassador, Elaine Starling. Welcome, it's Elaine Starling, the Abundance Ambassador, and I'm so excited that you're here with me today because I am thrilled to pieces. I'm like fangirling all over the place because I get to chat with Marion Head. Oh my gosh, this lady is such a powerhouse. I mean, if you could see all the things that she's done, well, let me tell you a little bit about her so maybe you'll get almost as excited as I am that we get to chat with her today, okay? Because Marianne is an award-winning author of three books, not just one, three. I've read one of them, it's amazing. I'm gonna read the other two. The one that I read that I just blew me away, I know you can't see my little bookmark, it's called Revolutionary Agreements, A Personal Path to Peace on Earth. Whoa, and based on this book, yeah, she's she's pointing <laughs> it out next to her, and there's this beautiful poster behind Marion that also has the different agreements. And we're talk, we're going to talk about that a little bit, but you got to read this book. I mean, no joke, you really need to read this book. And I'll make sure there's a link in the show notes so that you have it. But this lady is such a powerhouse. She built a multi-million dollar global business. She's done all this consulting with Fortune 100 companies. She's facilitated gatherings of world leaders. She is incredible at partnering with people. She's got a whole coaching organization. She's got kids. <laughs> you know, what doesn't she do? It's a much shorter list if you focus on all the things she doesn't do. And it's really cool because Marion really attributes her successes to actually applying what we're talking about today, the revolutionary agreements. She uses it across the board. And that's why she agreed to come on the abundance journey and share it with you because she wants you to change your world too. Marion, welcome. Thank you, Elaine. I'm so delighted to be here and in conversation with you. You are just such a bright light. Oh, back at you, honey. I so enjoyed meeting you. I, I was thrilled to be, I got a chance to meet Marianne at the Soulful Leadership Retreat in February of 2023. And it's just a few weeks later now that we're actually having this conversation. And it was amazing because Marianne shared some of these agreements. So Marianne, obviously you're really, really passionate about this. What got you started doing doing this? And, and how did you get into the agreements? Why are you so passionate about it? Well, those are three different questions. <laughs> <laughs> Start with whichever one you want. Okay. Well, I'm passionate about it because they work. <laughs> they work to help me and those who apply them have an even better life, better relationships, more peace, especially during chaotic and anything but peaceful times. I mean, it's don't I mean, don't you want people to have what you know that would make their lives better? You know, it's a tool. It's a tool in my toolkit, and it's the most powerful tool I have ever experienced. I have been practicing it now for 
well, since 1985. In one form or another, these agreements came into my life, and I am not their author. I am the author of the book about them, but I am just one of their stewards. And so I'm passionate because they work, and I want to share them with people so everybody can have a better life. Yeah, I I love it. I I, I absolutely devoured the book and I was thrilled to pieces to go through this because I'm really big on intentions. I know we had this conversation privately. Having a strong intention shifts everything. And to me, these agreements are truly intentions about how you want to show up and how you want to interpret the world. Mm -hmm. And guess what? The world is ready to be interpreted by you, but you've got to have the intention. You've got to have those agreements front and center. And that totally colors what you see. I'm so glad you said that, Elaine, because people think of agreements as between two or more people. These agreements are actually agreements with ourselves, which (laughs) is what makes them an intention. I never heard anybody say it that way, but it's absolutely true. And we know how powerful intentions are in what shows up in our lives. So, yeah, they are. That's excellent. What a beautiful addition after 35 years. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's really interesting because everything that I talk about, it starts with your intention And then you put your attention, your focus on what's showing up in alignment with your intention. So you've got to have a really great intention to start with because the knee-jerk intention is I want to protect myself. I'm afraid of the rest of the world. So I'm going to shelter. And it's all about me, 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 me. Well, that doesn't get you very far. And that's why I found revolutionary agreements to just be there's life before and then life after you read them. It's it's that (laughs) foundational. It's that transformational. Now I have to create a connection here because we're talking about the abundance journey and no two people define abundance the same way. Given that we're talking about the revolutionary agreements, how would you define abundance? Mm. Oh, well, the first thing that just comes into my heart is create an abundance of love (laughs) because at the heart of this is love. And what I share in the book is that when you practice one or more of these agreements, it, it leads to this one agreement, which is I agree to be my self with a capital S so that it gives it the divine quality that we are. And so I agree to be myself, divine, love. It's all the same. We are love in action. We are love in physical form. And these agreements, you know, I I think probably some of people in your audience might know Barbara Marks Hubbard. And she has said that practicing these agreements accelerates our personal evolution. And that once we are advanced, let's say, enlightened, you can use that word. They are just natural behaviors. We don't think about them. We don't have to do them. We don't need a list. They're just the way we behave. So I just love that. So an abundance of love. Is that okay? 
<laughs> oh, I love that. I love, and I really love the way you introduced the concept because it wasn't the first thing that came to mind. It was the first thing that came to heart. Mm-hmm. And you're really leading with your heart with these agreements, with these intentions. And the other thing that people don't know, because they haven't necessarily read the book yet, the revolutionary agreements don't just apply to you personally. They're also great for teams because you've done a lot of work with Fortune 100 companies helping their leadership develop agreements for the corporation on how they work inside and how they work with their customers. And yeah, so I mean, this is a universal constant that can be adapted and adopted to every situation. I love that. (laughs) That's great, Elaine. And there's so many possibilities. It's not about use these agreements, although you're welcome to. (laughs) Um, It's really about being clear about your own agreements, your agreements with yourself and your intentions. And so, you know, it's just... You can have agreements with each other, but I'll tell you, it's worked best for me, even in organizations, if they're just agreements with ourselves, but we agree to have those agreements with ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) That helps. It does help. And in the book, and we spoke about this earlier, you and I, is there's a chapter on customized agreements. And I bring out and I share some of the agreements that have been created by organizations which don't look like these but look like, oh, look like that organization and what they choose to have as their own personal intentions while they're working in community. So, yeah, yeah, that's good. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And I absolutely recommend this book highly to everybody. I did a video endorsement for the book on Amazon because I love it that much. Now, what would you say are some of the biggest challenges that you see people run into, given the fact that you're looking at helping them create these agreements, right? This is a new way of thinking. It's a new way of being. It's it's a, what what are some of the gotchas that, that people encounter when they're working on their agreements? What comes up for me, and this is in my head now, <laughs> fighting for your limitations. People like to fight for their limitations, which is the opposite of abundance, right? So um, what do I mean by that? So one of the, so there are three, what I call pillars of a good life here in the agreements. I'm going to back up so you can see truth, acceptance, and gratitude. And in each of those three areas, there are four agreements that support us in being the truth of who we are, our authentic selves. And um, acceptance is accepting others for who they are. And gratitude, well, that that needs to be forefront for all of us to have a great life. So what do I mean by that? Well, in organizations especially, the hot button is I agree to resolve conflicts directly. That (laughs) That is the answer to the rumor mill. Um, in fact, I'm going to share something with you. It just came to me yesterday. It was a new thought. (laughs) Gossip is a form of bullying. Oh yeah. Big time. I mean, I never thought of that before. I mean, maybe somebody else has thought of it and I didn't Google it. (laughs) 
But gossip is a form of bullying. At first, I thought of it, gossip is covert bullying. Oh, yeah. Well, it's it's destruct. It has such a destructive factor. And so but people push back against that. And, And a common question people ask me when they're talking about the agreements is, well, what do you do if the other person doesn't live by these agreements? That's important. That's a very important question. You know, our lives are, they unfold according to the questions we ask. <laughs> so, um, and the answer to that is we have to practice them even more. Yeah. 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 You know, it was really interesting when you were, you were starting to, to answer my question. I suddenly got this download that I wanted to share with you and get your perspective on it. I, personally have recognized this in myself and that's why I want to call it out there's always that disconnect between the external and the internal and I find that with agreements I would really like to get everybody else to operate the way I would like them to you know if you could if I could just like where's my magic wand and poof hey presto everything goes the way I want and in reality what has to shift is me and that's part of what I love about these agreements is I get to choose how I am going to show up and how I am going to respond to the world that presents itself to me. I got a really interesting download the other day. I'm practicing an exercise called the seven day mental diet, where you disregard all negative stuff and you just flick it off as soon as it occurs or you see a news story or anything that just is kind of a downer, you let it go. And I got this awareness that every time I'm exposed to something negative or someone's being critical or judgmental, that is the divine ringing a bell. You know, those old bells at the hotel where you, nobody's at the desk and you're trying to get attention. (laughs) So every time I notice something negative, the divine is going ding time to send love and blessings to yourself because you picked up on it. So clearly you need it. And send love and blessings out to every single person who is involved or impacted in any way by what you just noticed and perceived as being something negative. That is your contribution. That is what we want you to do. So it just shifted everything for me when I, when I went, Oh, that's the meaning of all the negative stuff. I'm supposed to show up with love and blessings. Hello. (laughs) That's, Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that with me and us. (laughs) So that makes me think of a story I have about one of these agreements. Now, there are 12 agreements. I don't have time for all 12 today. But if you were to ask me, you could ask me this, Salim. Okay. I think it's the most important for the world. (laughs) I would love to know which one is the most important one for the world. Uh, It changes over time. But Right now, I would say it's to see the best in myself and others. Well, when we see the best in ourselves, then that handles the shame part of what keeps us from an abundant life. And then I agree to see the best in others. Well, that's what you were talking about being critical, right? And being negative. So my husband and I, we're married 24 years. We were celebrating our 24th wedding anniversary. And I was reflecting on our past year. Um, this was some years ago. It was not a good year. 
the 23 previous years, I could say were almost blissful. They were, it was like a honeymoon almost all the time. And I know it's hard to believe that, but we worked together and worked together so well. Everything was just so good in our relationship. And then I stopped working my business to write my first book. And he took over that business. And I had built quite a big business. And I didn't like the way he was working it. And it it was okay. And it did okay under his leadership. But I was always noticing what he was doing that I didn't like. <laughs> I was just so critical. I won't go into the details of it. Just let's say that I was critical and critical led to more critical and not just the business, then into other, just spilled into other aspects of our lives. And I was just seeing a lot of the negatives around my husband, Glenn. So on our 24th anniversary, I thought if I, if something doesn't change, that was my first thought. If something doesn't change, we will not be, we will not be celebrating our 25th wedding anniversary. Well, of course, the first thing I want to change is him. <laughs> Funny how that happens. But I know that doesn't work. So it took me a little time to process that, just a little bit. And the next day, I was um, at a place where these youth were having a sale and they were selling these little gratitude, blank gratitude journals. And I thought, I just finished writing my manuscript and a third of my book was about gratitude. Hmm, maybe I should practice this. <laughs> so I thought, okay, every morning I'm going to just sit and write one thing I'm grateful for about Glenn. That's like seeing the best in somebody, right? What's good? What's good about him? What do I like about him? What do I love about him? What am I grateful for? So he sleeps later than me. So I sat in the rocking chair in our bedroom and I looked at him and I opened the book the first day and Honestly, I couldn't think of a thing, Elaine. Because <laughs> I was in that mood. I was in that mode of, yeah. I was critical, you know? And so I wrote something because I had promised myself I would, and I'm pretty disciplined. So I wrote, I am grateful for the people who introduced me to Glenn. <laughs> I said who it was. And that was it for the day. And the next day, I did it again. I sat there, and I it came more easily. I am grateful for this about him. And then the next day it was, I am grateful for that. And the next day, I mean, it was more and more of the things I love about him. And I began to see, I began to see the best in him. After five, just five days, I shifted to where I just saw the best all the time. I just saw the best. It's like I trained my mind over those five days to see the best. And I saw the best. I wrote for 121 days. He didn't know that I was writing it. I wound up giving it to him as an anniversary gift. Oh, wedding anniversary. That's this great. Year, this year we're celebrating 39 years. And it's been better because I got out of that rut that negative rut. So I agree to see the best in myself and others. I do hope those listening today will practice that one. That is huge. That is huge. And I came across a quote in your book 
I don't remember who it was attributed to, but it was like a game changer for me. And it said that compassion is the opposite of judgment. Mm, Yes. Compassion is the opposite of judgment. And so often we're judging and critiquing ourselves. We're judging and critiquing everybody outside us, you know, and we have the opportunity to be compassionate. And it was interesting. I I have a meditation practice that I do. And one of the words that is included in the meditation is compassion. And I was meditating on compassion and I got this download from the divine that said, modify that to grateful compassion. Mm. I felt an energetic shift immediately because compassion was me giving and, and being present for others. Grateful compassion was this awareness and welcoming that there is a gift in my being compassionate. I am receiving as I am giving. Yes. So it was a much deeper meditation. And so that's the one I've been using. Grateful compassion. Oh, I love just, that. Oh, I love it too. It took a 2D and made it oh. 3D. You know, it's just like, whoo, amazing. Amazing. Okay. So I know I have to go back to my questions because otherwise we're just going to be here all day having way too much fun <laughs> chatting about everything. So there's something we have to overcome internally. There's some willingness that must be present or we're not going to adopt the agreements. What do we have to be willing to do to make this shift happen? <laughs> That's good. Uh, actually, the fourth agreement addresses that. The fourth agreement is I agree to keep doing what works and change what doesn't. And I remember being on a radio show once before podcast years and the radio host said, well, do we have to? That is with what's not working if you'd like. I mean, really, honor our choices. <laughs> That's another one. So no, when you want to make a change, you do. And when when you're not ready for it, you don't. That's all. And you know, I think the big why why you need to move forward to make these changes is because you want to experience the success in your life that you deserve. You want to experience the abundance in your life that you deserve. It's funny. I, I call something yeah, baby energy. It's that energy when you're just excited, you're enthusiastic, you're passionate, you're curious, you're interested, you're leaning in, you don't know what's going to happen and you don't care because it's going to be fun and you're going to learn something and it's just energizing, exciting, that yeah, baby energy. When you show up like that, you are wide open to receive anything that shows up that could possibly benefit you in any way, shape or form. And so guess what? You benefit. All of a sudden, you're open to abundance and it all flows your way. So it's that same kind of thing with revolutionary agreements. You make that commitment and the commitment is to yourself. And one of the things that was really powerful that you mentioned in the book is especially when you've got an agreement that you're working on with a team, everybody speaks the agreement out loud because that really creates that energy of this is our commitment. This is how we're showing up. This is what we are living into. This is our experience. Yes. Well, Elaine, I have to say that you are a prime example <laughs> of the very last and never least agreement, which is I agree to lighten up. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Beautiful. beautiful. And sometimes, you know, especially when we're doing spiritual work, people are so like, mm, it's so serious. So, uh, but some of my teachers have had the most beautiful angelic smiles on their face. Uh, one of my teachers, when teaching meditation said, sit with the face of an innocent child. I mean, that is a beautiful, beautiful gift that she gave us that day. So thank you for being an example. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, are there little baby steps that we, you know, when we adopt the revolutionary agreements and we start using them, what are the little baby steps that start to show up that kind of give us that reinforcement, that validation? Yes, you're on the right track. Yes, this is working for you. Yes, you're starting to experience a shift. What should we be well, looking for? First of all, I want to make it clear that you don't need to be doing all 12 agreements. <laughs> you can pick. And, and when I work with a group, I always have them pick one. Because one is enough to start with. So as you look at all the agreements, and sometimes I do it in, well, like the experience you had, Elaine, because each day I got to share a pillar, truth, acceptance, gratitude. I had everybody pick one of those four for truth, one of those four for acceptance, one of those four for gratitude, and put it into effect immediately. And usually the next day, people come back saying, oh, this is what happened. Listen to what happened to me. So... You know, it's individual. I would say pick one of the 12. The one that has the potential for the greatest positive impact on your life. And then practice it. Practice it the best you can. It's just practice. You can't go wrong <laughs> because we all know that when we practice, we have to not have everything go perfectly. Otherwise, <laughs> there's no reason to keep going with it. You know, you go, oh, oh, that didn't work. I'll try it this way oh, this is what it means. It's an exploration to have fun with. And then how do we know it works? Because your eyes get big and you go, oh, aha, right? Oh, aha. oh my gosh, that's happened to me with every agreement. And mm. I just had a meeting with my coaches. I have certified coaches for the revolutionary agreements and they all shared their ahas years after they first started studying them. So it's a never-ending abundance of ahas. Oh, love that. Love that. And it was really interesting for me because I got an immediate kind of internal ping. As soon as I would read an agreement, there was this validation inside in my heart. There was this knowing. And knowing that when I choose, because it's a choice that we make, when I choose to show up, with that agreement as my intention, I experienced the world in a different way. And that was really the beginning for me was that feeling, that emotion, that kind of certainty in my heart. And then that commitment, because as you say, it's a practice and, and the divine delights in throwing little curveballs your way just to see if you're paying attention and how committed are you really? And so recommitting to those agreements is super important. Yeah. yeah. And again, these are what I call revolutionary agreements. You can have your own agreements and you can name them whatever you like. 
<laughs> and if you take these out into the world, I welcome you as a steward and that's what you're doing. So I'm so delighted, Elaine, that you are one of the stewards for these agreements. I'm thrilled to pieces. And it was really interesting. I want to let them know kind of what happened behind the scenes, because here I met Marion at this event and she started talking and I saw her bookmark with the revolutionary agreements. I'm like, I have to read this book. So I went on Amazon while she's talking and I buy the Kindle book. I have not touched the book because we're in meetings all day long and I didn't have time. So I happened to bump into Marion in the elevator. And she's like, I know you're going to love the book, but I don't want you to tell me that you love the book. I want you to critique the book. I want you to come back at me with, here's what you missed and here's what could be added. And here's how you could make it better. I really want you to challenge the agreements, yes. make it better. And I was like, oh boy, okay. <laughs> uh, no, no uh, small task here. And then I went to sleep and I woke up in the middle of the night. I think it was one in the morning. I got this download and I had not read the book, but I got a download that these revolutionary agreements are a pivot point. There's, there's a problem that people are hanging on to. It's like it's familiar. And so they feel more protected if they hang on to this this existing way of being. But when they use these revolutionary agreements, that's a pivot point that creates possibility. And I just saw this teeter-totter with the agreements right in the middle. And I had to write down what was the problem, the pivot point, the agreement, and then what was the possibility because of it. And I know I sent it to you. It's a spreadsheet. And I'm like, I have absolutely no idea if this is worthwhile. But here you go. It was brilliant. In really? fact, reminding me to share it with my team. So thank you. <laughs> it was brilliant and just so unexpected and fun. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun to get that, Elaine. Well, it was because you challenged me and you opened the possibility and the energy was there. I felt such a connection to you the minute I met you. You're so vibrant and delightful and so full of wisdom and generous in how you share your wisdom. Speaking of generous, you also very kindly offered a beautiful free gift for everyone who's listening to the podcast and watching the video show. Could you tell us a little bit about it? Sure. You see this big banner behind me? I love that big banner behind you. <laughs> there is a smaller version that's a poster. It's 16 by 20. And then there's a smaller version that you can download and print from your own home printer. And so I want to make that available to you. Um, and you just go to, let's see, freeposter. No, freeposternow.com. Freepostornow.com. <laughs> and that'll lead you to that poster. And um, yeah, it's a beautiful, I just want to tell you a cute little story that goes with this poster is that the artist who created it stood on the roof of his house in beautiful Boulder, Colorado, looking at the mountains and took a picture. And that's what the scene is behind the words. And Amazing. He, and he created the words too. It's beautiful. It is lovely. Wow. That is brilliant. That's oh, amazing. I'm happy to share that. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Because having that front and center, it's again, an opportunity for us to recommit to the revolutionary agreements and decide again, 
how we're going to show up. What is my intention for this experience that we call life? It has been such a day of magic and you've really created a ton of it. I uh-huh. can't thank you enough. Thank you. Now, we yeah. always turn the tables on our guests here because we know when we give is when we receive the most. So what can we do to support you, Marion? Well, because this is such a, you know, the revolutionary agreements are a gift to me that I'm supposed to give to others. So the best thing or, that you could do for me is to use them. And I will tell you that if you start a book group around it, there are exercises at the end of each of the chapters. Um, you know, I might be able to drop in at the end and answer people's questions. Like if you do a repetitive, like it could be a monthly potluck with one agreement per month because there's 12 agreements. You know, it could be weekly. It could be, you know, whatever you create. Um, but something that allows people to have the time to explore each agreement and go deep. And I don't mean time together, but even time in between your gatherings. And your gatherings can be a simple sit around and, well, what was it like to live your mission this month? Yeah. That's, that would be the best. (laughs) Oh, thank you for that suggestion, because that is really powerful. It's putting it into practice. It's not enough to just have an intellectual exercise you want to lead from the heart. And that means you want to put these things in practice. And I love your idea of having a book group and working on one of the agreements per month, because then you get to practice it. Notice what shows up for you. Notice when you're not practicing it, what shows up for you, right? That dichotomy and having a discussion around it is really powerful. It helps anchor it in. That's brilliant. And there's a lot of um, new thought new thought churches that do this uh, in their own places and there's businesses that do it. So, you know, it could be a brown bag lunch at a business. It could, if people are still going out of their homes to work and, uh, and it can be done within any part of your community. So I would love to know how to support you in practicing these agreements and sharing them with others. So you become one of the stewards too. That excites me more than anything. (laughs) Oh, that is brilliant. That is brilliant. Well, you have left me with a massive dilemma because I get to pick only one of all of these incredible things that you just said to activate abundance around. And you've left me with a really big challenge because there was a lot here. That's amazing. (laughs) I have had such a great time chatting with you. And I want everybody to stick around because we're going to activate abundance in just a minute. So are you ready to activate abundance in every single area of your life? You can get in flow with your business and your clients. It's as easy as you can imagine to create the kind of revenue you really want in your business. You can join me for the Abundance Journey six-week training and coaching program that help you turn your problems into prosperity. Just visit theabundancejourney.com to sign up for our next adventure. I adore Marion Head and the revolutionary agreements. I mean, she is such a powerhouse and so generous and so just amazingly fun. (laughs) She's just one of these people that you want to giggle with. She's amazing. And she had so many brilliant things to say, but there's one 
I, I took a ton of notes. There's one that I really want us to activate today. And step one is always gratitude. I'm incredibly grateful that we get to learn from a powerhouse who's been there, done that, and really found a secret sauce that makes all the difference in the world. Applying the revolutionary agreements in your life just one at a time, you will see a profound shift in how you show up in the world and what you experience because of how you show up. So I'm very grateful to Marion for being here today, for sharing her brilliance. Step two is acknowledge something you heard that was a game changer. And oh, I can only pick one. So I'm going to pick her idea that gossip is a form of covert bullying. It's hidden bullying. I love that idea of covert bullying. Because how many times have you heard gossip and gossip isn't usually raving about how brilliant somebody is and how much you love them and adore them and respect them and admire them. Usually it's trying to pull somebody down instead of build them up. So I want to acknowledge that idea that gossip is a form of covert bullying. And I want to, step three, appreciate the difference that can make in my life. Because when I notice gossip or I personally am tempted to gossip about someone, I need to stop and remind myself, no, no, that's bullying. That's beating up on somebody. I don't want anybody to beat up on me. Why would I beat up on somebody else? That just doesn't make any sense. So it will help me redirect my thoughts. And instead of pulling somebody down, use that opportunity to build them up and showcase all the things that I love and adore and appreciate about this person. So that's the reference that I want to make. That's why I so appreciate Marion bringing up this concept that gossip is a form of covert bullying. That was step three. Step four is activate abundance. And there's two different ways that you can do that. One way is you actually grab your calendar and you schedule it on your calendar. I can't really do that with gossiping. So the other way is to create a trigger. For me, I tend to pull on my earlobe. That's a great trigger for me to remind me of how I want to show up. That gossiping is not something I want to embody. I want to embody what's the opposite of gossip? I need to come up with a really great word that means building people up. I want to I want to brag about them instead of gossiping about them. That's going to be my commitment. And the way I activate abundance is with a physical trigger. Step five is celebrate your progress. Look at how far you've come today. Just in hearing about the revolutionary agreements, you maybe didn't even know that there was a guidebook there for you that's fast and fun, full of great examples, exercises, a step-by-step roadmap that can truly shift you with your intention so that you show up in a whole new way. Just knowing that, oh my gosh, you are leaps and bounds forward from where you were before we had this conversation. I'm so glad you could join me today. This is Elaine Starling. I can't wait to see you next time. You've been listening to The Abundance Journey Show with Elaine Starling. Visit theabundancejourney.com slash podcast gifts to access today's gift as well as gifts from our other guests. Tune in every week to activate abundance in your life and business. If something resonated with you, please share it with your friends so they can benefit too. Keep activating abundance and we'll see you in the next episode.